Hola, and welcome to Whiskey Nerd, a podcast about whiskey, bourbon, and many other things. This is Christian, the host, and today we have the season finale of season four. Whiskey on cinema, and we have a very special episode since it's a recap for our little trip to New Orleans, a place that has a lot of famous movies and amazing whiskeys. All right, season finale. First of all, I want to apologize for the delay on this like la, in this episode right now. Uh, we went to New Orleans for our anniversary and it was a blast, but then, you know, life gets a little bit in the way. So an apology for all the delay on this uh, season finale episode. <clears throat> Talking about the movies, uh, there's plenty of movies set up in New Orleans. Uh, just to name a few, is uh, Streetcar, Streetcar Named Desire, Interview with the Vampire, Benjamin Button, Wanted, which is a very, very fun assassin movie. X-Men Origins, uh, the part when they go and see Gambit. Uh, the Expendables, you know, a movie classic. <laughs> Easy Rider and Live and Let Die, which is a Bond classic. For the places that we travel, I mean, there's so many places that we went to see. And, uh, you know, Christina, can you start telling us a little bit of the places you have seen? Uh, sure. So, um... We went to a variety of different, you know, restaurant recommendations and bars and stuff like that. Obviously, classically being on Bourbon Street was a, a lot of the locations we ended up at. <laughs> but um, one of the first treats, actually, that we did um, on our first full night there was we went to uh, Sylvain's, which is famously known for their chicken sandwich, and it was ridiculous. But this isn't a show about food. This is a show about drinks. So, but for uh, real, if you can <laughs> go on, want eat the chicken sandwich um, yeah, and some Make it happen. Um, so, I am not the whiskey drinker in the house. So I had a drink called the Mexican Firing Squad. Uh, that was tequila with uh, pomegranate and habanero. So it was more of like a kind of a spicy um, take on a um, almost margarita ish, but also had the sweetness with the pomegranate. That was in- insane. And then. Uh, Christian went with a New Orleans classic of a Sazerac. Yes, the Sazerac, uh, it has the, the classic ingredients are one and a half ounces of rye whiskey. Uh, it can be done with cognac too, but whiskey is a traditional one. A quarter ounce of absinthe, a sugar cube, and three dashes of Peugeot's bitters. Yes. So, talking about Sazerac, that was another location that we visited. Yeah, so and, beautifully, uh, very close to where we were staying, um, uh, near the French Quarter was the Sazerac House, and uh, they had, um, you can do free tours, you just have to sign up because of COVID, they are limiting the amount of people that are in there, which was great, but uh, we let them know it was our anniversary, we got some stickers, so a lot of people wished us a happy anniversary as we walked through, and that was really sweet, and they have this fantastic three-story whiskey display that was like, according to Christian, goals, but... <laughs> Um, you know, went through a lot of different um, history with things. There's different samples you get along the way. You get to see the distillation kind of process. So I'll turn it over to Christian and talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, they were on the on the Buffalo Trace Distillery uh, brands, and I got to see a lot of their their whole collection. A lot of very special E.H. Taylors. A lot of cool Buffalo Traces. Uh, some uh, little lowbrow. Um, Southern Comfort and the Sazerac Rye itself. 
And uh, you know, the Sazerac rye is the one and only New Orleans original. It symbolizes the tradition and history of New Orleans. Uh, rye whiskey actually dates back to the 1800s, around the time with saloons, veil of coffee houses, which is a thing I learned in the on the museum, that when uh, it was kind of thrown upon to have bars, so they were coffee houses, wink, wink. And you I know, kind of coffee house. yeah, <laughs> and they began leaning the, sta- uh, the streets of New Orleans. And then it was at the Zazara Coffee House on Royal Street where the local patrons uh, start serving uh, toddies made with rye whiskey and the Peugeot bitters. And this drink became the Zazarac, and it was the first American cocktail, which is very interesting. We also learned a lot about the bitters, and we got to purchase a full set of different ones, especially the chocolate one. That was very, very interesting. Sure. So yeah, they do have a bitter tasting as well, and um, it definitely definitely hits you, and you understand why that's not something that you would just have too much of. But uh, it was uh, it was really interesting going through the entire thing. There's like a virtual bartender experience, and like actual bartenders as well going through different drinks. And it's not just whiskey drinks. They did have a rum cocktail as well that was dangerous because uh, it was <laughs> went down a little too smooth. Um, but then, you know, you learn about how to taste whiskey and um, to appreciate the full, like, senses um, and all aspects of your tongue and everything like that. So it doesn't just, like, punch you right at the tip of your tongue and then you don't end up enjoying it. So that was actually a, a very good learning experience for me to appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. And also they have a very nice store, which... Uh, it was, oh, we um, did some damage. Did some damage there. <laughs> All right, some of the other locations we went to see was the uh, Bourbon House. And this was an interesting one because it was on an actual anniversary day. And uh, I made a, let's say, a tactical error of booking two different <laughs> buffets. Uh, the first one was the, uh, the Court of the Two Sisters, super recommended for brunch. Uh, but it was they a lot of food. A jazz brunch, and it has, like, classic, like, Creole cooking food there. And so it's heavy if you want it to be and uh it's outdoors on this beautiful garden patio um with uh with the jazz band and everything but uh it was uh while it was october it was also 85 degrees so <laughs> yeah. and also you know having that hefty meal i felt like encouraged to okay let's go to the house of bourbon and um and see what we can do there and they, damage we can get into they do have a selection of hundreds of, or i don't know they have like three major blackboards with so many bourbons i will say i was inclined to say hundreds but they had at least 100 bourbons there and they have a lot of different uh flights some of them that i already tried before so it was very um very, very interesting. So one of the, the bourbons that I tried in there, it was um, a very, um, a local one, which it was, um, let me see which one's the local one that I tried. Uh, yeah, the local one was um, a Left Bank, which is um, a Louisiana, New Orleans a bourbon. It was, uh, as I remember, a little strong, and uh, not overly sweet. It was a little different, but I like it. Uh, the second one was Old Soul from Mississippi. That was vastly different. It was bitter, and it had a, um, didn't have the amount of sugar than all the other bourbons. 
And the third one was the River Basin Rye, also from New Orleans. Uh, I haven't tried any of them. And it was uh, it was sharp, not as sharp as other ryes that I have tried before. So that was one of the flies that they offer. And then I made uh, one um, of things that I had never uh, tried before, never seen. Uh, the first one was a fistful of bourbon from New York. It's, uh, it's made by the master blender of Balbini. It's an American whiskey. And if my memory serves, that was very... It had a lot of corn and it was very sweet. I was surprised that it was not of a... It didn't have the texture and the flavor of a Kentucky bourbon, but it was pretty good. Uh, second one was uh, the tin cup, and this one was uh, interesting because it was it is a blend of two American whiskeys and ancient different oak barrels, and it has a very high rye bourbon, but it's an, there's still an age in Indiana, and then it's blended with a bunch of... Uh, Colorado single malt whiskey so it was a little bit of a dichotomy there and when I try it I remember mentioning to Christina like okay this is, feels like it's two different whiskeys into one and after reading a little bit like yeah it is uh, it was that and uh, it is uh, Tin Cup is named by the Colorado mining pioneers that and the Tin Cups they have and they, where they drank the whiskey and the last one was another one was it was kind of like a dual whiskey which is the Smooth Ambler Contradiction that's from West Virginia. It is 92 proof. And it was a blend of uh, two straight bourbons and uh, two right whiskeys from Tennessee and Indiana. And that was like a bipolar whiskey. It was like <laughs> very sweet and then very sharp. And, Live to the name contradiction. And it was uh, surprising, a little bit confusing, but it was, it was pretty tasty. And then to top it off, we let them know that it was our anniversary, and uh, despite being pushy on getting Christian a pour of Pappy, which he was not interested in, uh, they um, came over and brought us two cups of what looked like a milkshake, and uh, they asked if we were lactose intolerant. We started laughing, because, uh, fun fact, we are. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, we're like, it's okay, we have, you know, lactose tablets, everything like that, because we wanted to enjoy our vacation and eat all the things. Uh, and uh, he was like, all right, take a take a taste of it. And it was a, um, it's essentially a bourbon vanilla milkshake, um, but it tasted like what you wish eggnog would taste like. It had, like, fresh nutmeg on top and everything. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was a fantastic so. <laughs> And then from that, we left to go to a Brazilian steakhouse and eat a lot of meat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which, no regrets. No, no regrets, but it's not the best plan. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a, had a bottle of wine with dinner and everything. It was a nice, it was a, a very, very celebratory day. And I'm very happy that throughout this entire trip, you know, please do drink responsibly. We walked everywhere. Yeah. We drove, we didn't even have a rental car. Like, we walked everywhere. So... We were with our wits about us, making sure that we were safe in that avenue. Excellent. Yeah. And another one of the, another place that, um, that we saw, it was, um, the, uh, the old absent house, house, which was pretty good. And we got to try a little bit of, uh, an absent. It was the uh, View Pantalielberg and it's a French absent, extremely strong, um, that yeah. was enough from there. We had a, when it was very tasty. One is enough, and because they serve absinthe in like essentially two places uh, in uh, off Bourbon Street, um, 
they can kind of price it how they want. So it was a little on the pricier end for drinks that we had when we were out there, but I think it was worth it to uh, to experience to, the to whole experience the whole absinthe and to watch them, you know, do the thing. One of the things that it's a good reminder to have, we usually don't fall for them, but uh, but it's also, it was a good reminder to have. It was, uh, don't fall for the tourist traps. Um, we saw the Pat O'Brien's, which is, you know, the whole like very chain-like restaurants and with the drinks. And, Renowned uh, for their hurricanes and everything like that, but uh, it, it was it, not worth the, the money, money, the time of the experience. I had a, I tried to have a mint julep, a mint julep, and it was just basically shown from a from a hose, and with a sh bottle that just plastic that said bourbon, bourbon brand bourbon, and, and it, it was very chemically, and I I couldn't finish it. It tasted like gasoline. Yeah, it was really bad. But I'm not one to waste uh, a drink, so um, I trudged through it. And then mine was um, just straight sugar. Um, it was. It was. There. There are much better bars you can go to on on Bourbon Street yeah. if you want to have the full New Orleans experience, such as the. I mean, the drinkery we went the to drinkery. twice because uh, we enjoyed it so much they had if you're not a bourbon drinker there's a lot of different a different uh you know availability but they have a really good selection some of the ones that you tried from there yeah the drinkery i gotta say they they have two live bands in there it's spectacular the server is great very knowledgeable uh bartenders and it was a really cool environment i gotta try the lagavulin the nick offerman um, 11 version the new special edition it was pretty tasty. Uh, I tried a Lafroix Select, which was another Isley, which was very, very, very tasty, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oak, which it's it's always a good thing. It's a little bit hard to get in Ohio, but Woodford Reserve is always a win, and the Double Oak, it brings a lot to the table. So those are like three things that really uh, st st stood out to me. I tried other ones that I have talked before. I uh, like a Makers and a General Jack, but those three were the ones that really, really uh, made my day at that place. And then the, the last two places that we're gonna talk about were my favorite highlights of, of the trip. And the first is uh, the bar called Boondock Saints. Like the um, movie? Like the movie, and it's a nice, Irish bar. It's a little off this off the main strip. Um, it's not as chaotic and screaming, thumping music loud. So if you want to have a nice place, like just grab a drink. Highly recommend. And they have the music, the movie playing on repeat, which I thoroughly enjoyed because Christian got to witness how much of it I can quote. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So being there, I decided that I went out to. <clears throat> To have on a little Irish sampler, so I got to try uh, three Irish whiskeys that I haven't tried before. Uh, the first one is the Tullamore Dew, the original 12. Very, very tasty. Um, surprisingly smooth, you know, the classic Irish whiskey. And uh, I can say it's one of my favorite ones right now. Uh, the second one that was the Red Breast 12. That is definitely a superior Irish whiskey. Uh, the Tullamore is more of a of a let's say daily drinker or just for kicking it but the red breast is one that is a respectable whiskey and i really enjoy it and then the last one i tried to one of the most popular ones which is powers is the five years whiskey and which is not bad 
but compared to the other two, it really, really pale in comparison. And uh, Christina was able to have a martini, which was pretty good for fun there. Extra dirty martini with all the olive juice, my favorite. So that was so a, good. So that was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that place. And then uh, the other place to shout out is uh, Fretzels. Um, it's all it's on Bourbon Street, but a little bit further up, up the street again, away from a lot of the club chaos. Uh, and they have a live jazz band every single night, and it's super awesome. They have phenomenal mixed drinks, and um, as as well as you know the music that was playing while we were there, we really really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, a special shout out to the uh, to the staff there. Um, I got to meet some fellow Greek people, so that was really nice, and we got to do shots of ouzo with them, so that was fun. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, they had uh, also a very, very good whiskey selection. And uh, I didn't try anything new particular in there, but I got to try uh, uh, JD and uh, what is it I tried there? I had a bourbon there. No, it was a JB and a Lafroyde. I had another Lafroyde in there, the typical, the classic 10. And it was fantastic. And the, the server was great. The music was great. It was a lot, a lot of fun. So yeah, that was just our uh, our last our last evening in New Orleans. We was us able to to see that, but you know, I mean, there are so many different things that you can do when you're out there. You know, from getting beignets to just all the different shops and everything like that. We found some really cool stuff when we were out there, and just uh, you know, the museums are wonderful. Um, and food just, is amazing everywhere. Food's amazing. There's live music everywhere when you're walking around. Um, definitely, you can tell how the week kind of progresses. Like Monday was very slow. A lot of places were closed. Tuesday a little bit crazier, and then by Friday it was just party, party, party. <laughs> so get your naps in in the afternoon, folks, because the night the bars close at six o'clock in the morning, and I'm not made for that, but. <laughs> It's, it's definitely a party. Yeah, definitely a city we're visiting. And uh, I got to say, out of, out of a personal statement, it is my favorite city in the U.S. I will l gladly go back there. Maybe not to live, but to visit. Absolutely. Well, this is the end of today's episode and the end of season four. As always, you can listen to Whiskey Nerd in English and Spanish in Spotify, Google Podcast. Breaker, Radio Public, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or in also in Overcast. Uh, you can reach me in, uh, via email at l.whiskey.nerd at gmail.com, whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-E-Y, or on Instagram, which is where I'm the most active, and it's just the handle is at lwhiskeynerd. Uh, you can be ready for season five, which is going to be a holiday theme season and the season of giving thanks. And I'm going to feature all the whiskeys that my friends have given me as gifts. So you can, you can expect a shout out for all, all of the them. All the shout outs. All the shout outs. <laughs> as always, thank you for the preference. I hope you have a very, very happy day and salute. salute.